This is the Extra Point Podcast. During this podcast, we will dive deeper into our Sunday teaching and share practical next steps for your faith journey. Now, let's kick off the Extra Point. Well, hello and welcome to the Extra Point. I'm Cheryl Ross, the Next Steps and Discipleship Pastor here at Southridge Church, and I'm with Scott Beha, our lead pastor. And before we go any further, I just want to make sure that if you are watching that you like and subscribe, so that way you don't miss out on any new content that we have coming out every week. But we are in week six of our series, Stained Glass Crash. Yep. And you covered the probably not so popular topic of politics. Yeah. Um, so there was so much good stuff in this message. But could you um, just boil it down to us, the main idea? From yeah, Sunday? somebody actually messaged me that yesterday um, afternoon. They said, would you just give me one statement about what your sermon was about? And they were explaining, they said, we've lost a ton of friends over this very thing because mm-hmm. we wouldn't stand with where they wanted to stand on certain things. So just tell me one thing. And and so I thought, uh, you know, again, like you said, there was a lot in there. And I thought, I think the thing that was the most for me, like most to the heart of what I was getting at was the statement about when, when the church is more focused on saving America mm-hmm. than saving Americans or fighting mm-hmm. for the soul of the country rather than fighting for the souls of the people um, in the country, that's when they are most off track. I think that's where, um, that's, that's for me summarizes this sermon because you could have left yesterday with the sense of like, well, maybe we shouldn't have anything to do with politics. Like, mm-hmm. And that's clearly not what I'm getting at, mm-hmm. right? We have people in our church that work in politics. We have people that are very passionate about that. That's not the point whatsoever. Right. My point is, do what you do, right? If you're passionate about politics or you mm-hmm. work in politics, that's fine. Yeah. But never let it get between you and someone that Jesus has called right. you to love. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Don't be, and don't freak out when things don't go your way. Yeah. Because all that does is undermine your faith. Mm-hmm. Again, like I, I use the analogy... On Sunday of, you know, people sitting up like just frantic on electric night. Like, like if we lose this, they're going to put all these people in the Supreme Court and then our country is never going to be the same. And it's like, but none of that is bigger than God. And at the minute that you start worrying about that, you're saying that that election is bigger than your God, yeah. which undermines your faith. So maybe we just all chill out a little bit, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's not bigger than God. And it's not worth losing relationships over. And outside of that, man, if you vote, sure. If, if you want to support somebody, support somebody. But never let it get in the way of somebody that you're called to love. Right. right if you work in it, I'm not telling you to go and right. quit your job. And yeah. I mean, look, if the Lord calls you to it, I, that, that's between you and the Lord. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we have made something that should be just a, like, Yes, politics does matter in our life. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it doesn't. I'm just saying it does not matter more than the gospel. Yeah. And the church has got it so wrong yeah. in so many of those ways. Now, I do think, and when I say that, I'm talking about personal application for people outside of, outside of this building, mm-hmm. right? 
when it comes to inside of this building, what I said at the end of the sermon is is my heart. Mm-hmm. And I hope that that doesn't upset people because I'm not trying to be anti-American um, or unpatriotic, but the church, like when we gather together, yeah, it should have no um, overtones of any other kingdom other than Jesus's, which is why I, we don't have an American flag in our church anywhere because this is all about another kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's why we don't sing patriotic songs, mm-hmm. which like the old hymn books actually had patriotic songs in them, which is, yeah. it's odd to me how, how, like, like how, again, we were talking about this in staff meeting this morning, that most people are ignorant of church history. Mm-hmm. And again, I think this is one of our down, downfalls. The church didn't get majorly corrupted until it got caught up with the with the nation of or with uh, with Rome. Mm-hmm. So in, until it became mainstream, till it got mixed up between nation and religion and all of that, mm-hmm. the church wasn't corrupt in those first three centuries. Right. And so, like. Our downfall is we start we put flags in our churches and we start singing patriotic songs that are even in our hymn book and it's like, guys, this is this is the problem. Mm-hmm. You were leading towards it all along, and then when all hell broke loose in 2016 mm-hmm. and again in 2020, everyone's going like, well, I don't know how we got here. It's like, well, because you were walking the dog that way for the last couple hundred years, at least the last 200 years of American of the American church, you were walking it right towards there, not seeing how that was going to be your own folly mm-hmm. to go down that path. And like, and I do want to say while I'm on the topic, because someone asked last week, they said, well, what about like on Veterans Day, you guys always play videos. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. That's to say thank you to individual con- uh, congregation members mm-hmm. for their choice. It would be like yeah. if I had someone in my church that um, let's say that, that there was a fire down the road and they ran into a burning house and saved someone, mm-hmm. as part of our congregational life, we would be foolish not to recognize that person's mm-hmm. sacrifice. Yeah. I'm not lifting up America. Like, yes, those videos will have American flags in them because, right. you know, they're veterans and whatnot. Yeah. But I'm not lifting up America in that right. moment. I'm lifting up the individual yeah. personal sacrifices of people in our congregation. It's like when um, we have graduation Sunday and we bring students forward, we say, these students have accomplished something amazing. They're graduating. It's like that. Yeah. It's a, I'm not doing the Veterans Day thing for, for patriotism. Yeah. Even though I'm very proud of what those people have done for the country, right. we do that to lift up the individual sacrifices of what people have done. You know, we have celebrated multiple times, um, like through social media in different ways, um, you know, uh, we have a senior here that has a college scholarship to play sports. Mm-hmm. We celebrate that because someone in our church yeah. did something amazing. Yeah, that's where, that's where the rubber meets the road with this. Like, we're not singing "God Bless America" on Fourth of July, at all. But on Veterans Day, I don't mind to say, "Man, praise God for these people who um, have done something courageous in their life." That's these are not those are not the same thing to me. Maybe it looks like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth when I'm like, "Yeah, Veterans no. Day." But like no Fourth of July, we're not doing. Yeah. We're not singing those songs, or anything like that, because I yeah. just want us to make sure that when we come here, it's not about the country and it's not about the president. It's about God's kingdom and it's about King Jesus. 
Yeah. Those have to be completely separate. Yeah. And those, when we have to choose between our temporary kingdom and the eternal kingdom, we should choose the eternal kingdom every time. Yeah, that's good. Um, now, a couple different things you said, and, and there were two different um, comments, but uh, they kind of go together where you said, you know, you can't neglect the commands of Jesus simply yeah. because you think someone is wrong. But you also said, you know, that um, you, let me find it here, to, va to value what Jesus values more than being right. Yeah. Like, and so they kind of go together in yeah. that aspect of, you know, Jesus values people yeah. over a lot of that stuff. And often when we want to be right or think that somebody else is wrong, yeah. we tend to devalue the person in the way that we yeah. say things or about whether it's their beliefs or whatever. And and that is so not the way that, that the gospel is laid out, yeah. like in what his commands say. Yeah, and uh, and again, to reiterate something I said Sunday, I, I am not, I don't preach this because I have been perfect in this. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a guy after church Sunday, and he was like, that was so good. He said, but I, this is an area that I really struggle. Mm -hmm. um, I said, well, well, listen, me too. Mm -hmm. Now, I know I don't do it publicly because I know the ramifications okay. that come with my position and yeah. posting stuff publicly. Mm -hmm. But it's not good enough for me. Maybe maybe it's good enough for some people that say, oh, at least I don't do it publicly. I, just, I make my little snide comments behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. But for me, that's not good enough. Yeah. For the fact that I want to say anything about anyone, even to my wife, I'm not okay with that. Yeah. And so that's what I was telling this guy. I was like, listen. I know you, you do it publicly. I, you yeah. know, I see it on your social media. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do it on social media because I know that it's going to cause me a bunch of headaches, but that doesn't mean that I'm innocent because I will say stuff, you know, at home, like to my mm -hmm. wife or in the car or just be frustrated in my heart about something. Yeah. So it's like, it is something that we've all failed in. And like, um, yeah, like those two points do go really well together. I was actually just sitting here thinking like if somebody analyzed this sermon in a seminary homiletics class, they would be like, Scott, what were you doing? Um, this is not put together well <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> but it was when I was sitting down on Wednesday last week to type this out, I just had this whole list. I sent this to you all. Yeah. This whole list of statements that mm -hmm. I feel like the Lord had laid on my heart, but I didn't know how to put them all together. So I was like, I just started typing. Yeah. And I don't even know that my points ended up in proper order or anything. I was just yeah. like, these are the things that I was like, I know that we have to mm -hmm. say this. And so like those two points about, valuing what Jesus values more than anything else, which is mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and, and valuing that more than being right. Because, mm -hmm. listen, you can be 100% right and go about something the wrong way and end up in the wrong. Yeah. You can. You can be, like, I'll just be honest. I, I see a lot of people, when it comes to politics, they are completely right in what they say. Yeah. And because they're doing it in a wrong way, they are having zero impact whatsoever. But then I also see people who are Christians who think that because somebody does not behave or believe in, a, in what they would believe to be a Christian way, mm -hmm. that all of a sudden, well, they're, they're an enemy of God, so I'm going to treat mm -hmm. that. No, no, listen. The Bible is clear. God will get his vengeance or his wrath or mm -hmm. his, with his enemies. Yes. Those are not our enemies. Right. You are not God, and you are not God's enforcer. So maybe God does have something he wants to deal with that person about, but it ain't through you. Yeah. It's not, you are not God's enforcer mm -hmm. um, of, of political ideology and stuff. He's going to be fine 
without you. You've got the command to go and love. He will deal with vengeance or wrath or whatever you want to call it, retribution. When he wants to come and set the world right and everything will be just, that's up to him. All he's asked us to do is to go love people. He didn't even ask us to change people's minds. He asked right. us to go and love people, and it is through that sort of radical love, or love mm-hmm. that minds do get changed. Yeah. But it is not the other way around whatsoever. And so those, that, that, that whole, I know people that go like, but, but this is how, I, I've thought about this, um, this is how weird people get in this regards and how far we can self-deceive ourselves is on, you, you remember the Capitol riot, January 6th, which, mm-hmm. you know, even doing this on a Christian podcast, half the audience probably just like tensed up. <laughs> As they are committing this crime, mm-hmm. and there's nothing more unloving than what they did on that day. Yeah. They had the audacity to hang a banner on the front of the Capitol simultaneously that says Jesus saves. Yeah. How can you be breaking the law, causing an absolute chaos hurting people, harming people, doing everything possible wrong, and then hang a sign that says Jesus saves yeah. as if you, what you're doing is in his name. Yeah. Uh, what, what has happened, and this is something Andy talks about in that book that I talked about um, Sunday. This is the New Testament church smuggling this Old Testament um, warfare mm-hmm. language into their terminology. Yeah. Um, like, like, did you sing the song... Um, Onward Christian soldier growing up in church? I don't think so. Oh, that was, that was. We it, hopped it, around a lot when I was a kid. In my church yeah, growing so. up, we sang onward Christian soldier marching as to war with the cross of Jesus. Oh. Um, like, so we would sing songs yeah. about warfare yeah. and, and like we, we talk about how it's going to be a battle and it's yeah. like, like, like actually the, the message of Jesus in the New Testament is very nonviolent, mm-hmm. and love is at the center of it. Yeah, yeah. And when we when we start smuggling those Old Testament stories into, oh, look how Israel went and took ground for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, wait a second. You are not Israel, right? And your command is to go in love. Yes. These are two different stories that are being told. That the New Testament church has got to quit mm-hmm. mixing metaphors. And then before someone goes, well, what about Ephesians six? Put on the full armor of God. You do realize that, like most of what it is that you're putting on, is a protective order and not yes. for you to go and cause unnecessary mm-hmm. fights. Yeah. And we also learn, if you want to go to Ephesians six to try to refute what I just said, that our battle is not against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. So we're not gearing up for war against our neighbor. Right. It is against principalities mm-hmm. of darkness. It's a spiritual yes. war, yes. yes. But we are not at war. The Republicans are not at war with the Democrats yeah. if you were a Christian and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You are not at war with your neighbor who sees things different. So you got to stop pulling that old language into a new covenant that was literally the 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 most clearest expression of this new kingdom mm-hmm. was our king naked on a cross showing the self-giving love of the Father. Yeah. And you think that his movement is all about winning and all about going and fighting battles? This is not at all a good mm-hmm. picture 
And this is why the church has gotten into such weirdness when it comes to mm-hmm. politics and our, just our language in general. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because I taught the youth, the middle school and high school yesterday. And it was kind of interesting because we had some similar scriptures. We talked about some things. Like I used a couple of your quotes as I taught them as well because um, and we were in the Sermon on the Mount talking about how, you know, Jesus was flipping the whole idea yeah. of what they what they had taken Old Testament laws and were doing with it. Um, so, you know, instead of an eye for an eye, you know, I, you've heard it said this way, but I'm saying this and, and he took it this step further of, you know, yeah, love your neighbor, hate your enemies. I say, love your enemies. Like, and it's this whole idea of when we begin to go back to those like Old Testament things, we're forgetting about what Jesus came to write. Like what he came to say about some of those things. And, um, well, the interesting thing about that passage is the the Old Testament scriptures did not teach love your enemies right. and or love your neighbor and hate right. your enemies. It's that was like, the commentary yes. by the local rabbis mm-hmm. where like where were you getting this from? Right. So again, they were even taking it outside of the scriptures to yes. even come up with that. So Jesus is not just refuting yeah. Old Testament law, he's really refuting how the rabbis taught the Old Testament yes. law. Like in nowhere in the scriptures mm-hmm. does it say to hate your enemies. Right. And yet yeah. we've come up with this idea that it is perfectly acceptable. Yeah. If that person doesn't see things like God sees them, then we can treat them however right. we want. Yeah. Which is, it's just. It's bizarre. It's yeah. definitely not the case and not true. Yeah. And Jesus should have shown that to us better than anyone yeah. with what he did when he, you know, he laid it down. Like he knew when it was time to lay it down. And do what needed to be done out of love rather than out of a need to be right. Um, But the one thing that you said that I absolutely loved was when you said, you know, God's a God of reconciliation, not cancellation. Yeah. Yeah, we we live in a really silly culture. Mm -hmm. Cancel culture is not anything new. It just got a a popular name. People have been doing this for for centuries. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it really is. There are aspects of it, I guess, that are probably redeeming. Mm-hmm. I will say there are certain, may, maybe not things or people that we should cancel, but sure, there are things that we should shield ourselves against in, in just wisdom. Like, right. I don't just listen to any and every music. Right. I don't, like, I just don't do that. Like, so there are certain things. So I'm not saying, but, but I'm not canceling those people's right. right to go out and make a living either. Yeah. When, I, when I, I'm talking, the type of cancel culture that really bothers me is, this, uh, oh, well, let's go back and see what he said when he was 15. Mm-hmm. And because he said what he was 15, well, then that undermines what he did when he was 45. Mm-hmm. This, this is a silly culture that yeah. we live in. The other sort of cancel culture is where we just don't listen to anyone that doesn't agree with us. Yeah. That makes us completely ignorant. We are only ever half educated on anything because we don't listen to people that disagree with us. Mm-hmm. Like Fox News people do not watch CNN, so therefore... All they ever do is think that they know what CNN is saying, but they don't watch right. CNN to actually find out. The CNN people do yeah. the exact same thing. They think they know what they're saying on Fox, mm-hmm. or they go and get a sound clip real quick to think that they that that's the whole story, mm-hmm. but maybe that was a longer deal. Like This, this just makes us totally ignorant right. of anything that we try to talk about, but it also flies in the face of the gospel. The gospel is all about mm-hmm. reconciliation. It is all about a new start. It's all about a God who forgives 
the stupid things that we've done in the past. And you mean to tell me that you're going to cancel someone that doesn't have it all together in your eyes when yeah. that's not how God treated you? Yeah. It, 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 cancel culture is completely antithetical to the gospel. And as a Christian, first off, you should be wise enough to know that it's not the wise way to live life because you will end up ignorant. And second off, you should also know it undermines your faith when you live that way. Mm-hmm. It, it literally, I, I think that the, the quote, actually I, I added to my notes late, so it's not online, mm-hmm. but it literally cancels the very message that canceled yes. my sin. Yeah. Like Jesus didn't cancel me. So why is it that I would, mm-hmm. would do someone else that right. way? Like I was God's enemy. Yeah. hundred percent. And he didn't give up on me. Mm-hmm. So why would I give up on someone else? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so true. And that's, you know, that's part of what we were teaching the teens is that, like, you know, just just because um, somebody did this to you doesn't mean that you do it back, you yeah. know. And, and this idea of, like, God showed us his kindness and mercy and grace, and so we should do the same. Um, so there was a book that I read probably, I mean, it was probably two elections ago or whatever, um, by, um, Sarah Anderson and it's called the space between. And I love this part from her book. She says, we de- we live deeply fragmented and divided lives in times where our politics, party, religion, denomination, and theology are revered and almost idolized above everything else. Yeah. We hold them so tightly that we are willing, willing to justify all kinds of bad behavior to elevate our way of thinking, believing, and voting for the sake of self-preservation and self-elevation. Yeah. And I thought, like, I was thinking about that as you spoke on Sunday because I just thought, man, like, this is what we do. Like, because we, like, we're, we use those things to justify this bad behavior. Yeah. It's all self-deception. I mean, yes. <laughs> what just popped in my mind was, I mean, there was an era, I don't think it's happened recently, maybe, maybe it has, and I'm just ignorant of it. There was an era where, Christians, mm-hmm. or at least people who say that they're Christians, yeah. would bomb abortion clinics. Yeah, and 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 you th- you thought you, I'm doing the Lord's work? Mm-hmm. Like, what? How did we get so self-deceived into thinking that we could go mm-hmm. physically harm someone, right, and cause the destruction of property yeah. in Jesus' name? Mm-hmm. And that is bizarre to me. And that's what happens. It's like, well, but 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 they're wrong. So I need to go fit. No, that yeah. this is not. That's not your marching orders. Mm-hmm. Your marching order is to love. Mm-hmm. And once you have loved well, then you can have meaningful conversations with people yes. that might actually lead to change. Yeah. So if you think what I, what you're hearing is some like really soft stance on everything, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, Scott doesn't think that we should speak truth anymore. No. You're not yeah. loving someone fully till you have told them the truth, yes. but until you have loved someone fully, you do not have the right to tell them the truth. Yeah. That's the problem with our culture. You want to tell people the truth without loving them the way that you should. Mm-hmm. And then some people only ever want to love people, but they don't ever want to tell them the truth. Mm-hmm. This is also antithetical to the gospel, and it flies in the face of who Jesus was. John 1.14, Jesus came from the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Yes. So Jesus knew he, he had to love well, but at the same time, he would never withhold truth from those mm-hmm. people. He tells the woman in John 8, he says, I don't condemn you. 
Now go and live your life of sin. That's fully loved, but also fully accountable, fully discipled in that moment, yeah. right? And, and so you don't fully love someone if you won't tell them the truth. Right. But you don't have the right to tell them the truth until you have fully loved them. And if you try to divorce those two things, like our culture does, like you, you meet people on those two extremes, mm-hmm. and it never goes well. Because on the truth side, you get hateful, nasty people that, that no one's listening to, but they think that they're on a mission from God. Yeah. Then you get people on the love side, the grace side, that they don't ever confront truth. They minimize the scriptures, which is also a, a, an anti-Christian view as well, although they think that they're on a mission from God to be going loving to everyone. But until you marry those two things in the middle and go 100% grace, 100% truth, you have missed who Jesus is completely. Yeah. That's how you handle this. So I'm not, like, if you're hearing me say, like, oh, it, like, Scott doesn't think that we should go and, and talk about abortion. Right. No, I absolutely think that you should. But I think that you should do that in a manner that loves people well. Yeah. That, that values relationship more than being right. Yeah. And when you do that, you might actually win some people to your side through that yeah but you will not win someone through you you can share a facebook article and it yeah. is going to have no effect other than your little amen corner that already yeah. that already likes everything that you like and already agrees with you yeah absolutely. it's that's the only effect that you're going to have yeah. until you get to the middle of how jesus was wired full of grace full mm-hmm. of truth yes absolutely so before my kids end up going crazy, um, is there any last final things that you have for us? Uh, no. I, again, no? if you're more concerned with saving America, yeah, then Stay saving Americans, you're, you're just way off yes. course. And uh, again, if you're hearing something that I'm not saying, like uh, you got to you got to go back and listen. I'm not yeah. saying we're we're not gonna that you shouldn't go be a good citizen and be right. involved in this. Or yeah. if you work in it, I'm not saying walk away from yeah. it. I'm saying value love mm-hmm. more than anything else. Yes. And wrapped up in that is all sorts of truth. So mm-hmm. I'm not minimizing truth. So don't come out yeah. and start calling me a liberal or whatever, uh, yeah. you know, that people want to say whenever, right. whenever they start hearing. Because I'm not saying that we, mm-hmm. we minimize truth. I'm saying mm-hmm. just don't let something get in between you and someone else. Mm-hmm. Because that is not what Christ did. Right whatsoever yeah so good so if you would like to um, go back and listen to Sunday's teaching if you missed it you can do that right here on the same podcast and you can also find new content every Sunday and as well as Wednesdays we drop our extra point podcast um, at noon every Wednesday and um, you can go ahead and make sure that you like and subscribe so that way you don't miss out on the um, further conversations that we're going to have throughout the rest of the series. Thanks for tuning in to The Extra Point. Be sure to subscribe to the Southridge Church Podcast and tune in every Wednesday for another episode of The Extra Point.